Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to Jokes with Mark Simmons, uh, the podcast where I chat to another comedian about gags, jokes, stories, routines that they've had to drop for whatever reason. Uh, last week's episode uh, was, was cracking, cracking with Angela Barnes. Um, lots of lots of positive feedback. Uh, I had a listen back to it. I, I, I don't know. I just don't. I don't like. I don't like my intro. I just don't like the intro. I don't like just talking. Just talking without any anything coming back. So, um, and, and actually, while recording, normally I then start talking to Joel, the producer, and then he tells me off because we have to start again. But I've decided, let's just give Joel a microphone and then I can just talk to him for the intro and I'll feel more comfortable. How's that sound, Joel? Great. Oh, that's, that's good. And Joel's also, Joel's also an award-winning radio presenter, aren't you, Joel? Yeah, I don't like to talk about it. Why don't you want to talk about it? No, I do like to talk about it. It was student radio. Well, it's so radio. It doesn't, doesn't count FM license, so, so much. Yeah. FM license. Yeah, I don't FM license. Oh. It doesn't mean anyone's listening. No, no, it, well, they weren't. No. no. Oh, but then again, we're doing this. Actually, it was always on in the university shop, if I remember. It was, yeah. Yeah, yeah. there we go. So, uh, so, Joel, so basically you just chip in if I forget to say something, because we're supposed to... So. So we talked about feedback from last time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had we had a couple of people chip in and say uh, w- ways that they think you can make some of the jokes work that came up in the show. Uh, a guy called Jordan Smithhurst on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He said that with your statue joke, which was, he didn't say this, this is me adding this in. Uh, it's only 280 characters he's got, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was only a short one though. Uh, my flatmate is still at work because he's a human statue. Mm-hmm. That was a joke that doesn't work. Um, and he said, you could change it slightly with something like, my mate works in a glue factory. He was meant to be here tonight, but he texted me saying he's stuck at work. Technically, that is a good joke, uh, Jordan, but it is also a very different joke. Um, so uh, I think I've heard something similar to something about Something to do. I saw Tim Vine's done something yeah. about glue and being stuck. Something. Sure. Let us know if you know the answer to that. Um, but thank you, Jordan, for getting involved. It seems very obvious. Oh, don't don't slack him off. He's he's the only person that messaged. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to tweet, if, him, if you want to get slagged off, <laughs> <laughs> if 
If you want to tweet in, say at, which is at Jokes with Mark on Twitter and all the other social medias. Um, and also, you could uh, leave a review and leave your feedback and joke ideas on iTunes. Be much appreciated. Anyway, let's get cracking. We've got a good episode uh, to share with you. Um, comedian Lloyd Griffith, a very good stand-up. He's a presenter on Soccer AM, football show. And also, he's a goalkeeper. So I uh, hope you enjoy. Do you want to hear my goalkeeping joke? I've only got one goalkeeping joke. I'll go on. It's not technically a goalkeeping joke. I sort of is. Um, if uh, if I was to take a penalty, the goalkeeper would probably save it. Wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only goalkeeping joke I've got. That's funny. <laughs> that is funny. Um, well, I think that's, that, that is... So I've done done prep for it, mate. Oh, thanks, mate. Look at that. So, uh, so, so, in your act, I think have you got this probably up on YouTube and stuff? You do the bits of it up on YouTube, but like I've kind of on purpose, yeah, taken stuff down so people can't see it. I have you because you got. I saw a thing when you did. You did a thing where you did the noises for the the tape impression. The tape impression. So that's one of your sort of set pieces. Yeah. You ever just just because of that? Have you had any? Are there any tapes that you had to drop because you couldn't get right? No, because the thing is, I don't know what any of them sound like. <laughs> I just, I just go for it. So I figured out. So I, I lost my tooth in a in a in a. I, I say fight, but it was a fight with a a, a, a cabbage crunchy. Um, <laughs> my tooth just fell apart when I was eating chocolate one day. All right. Um, I mean, insert your own fat joke here. <laughs> I eat chocolate every day, etc., etc., etc. And then after a period of time. Um, I went to the I went to the dentist and the dentist said, oh it'll cost you fifteen hundred quid to get a new tooth. And I was in my last year at uni. I was like, well, I can't afford that. I was like, okay, well, can I get one done like later down the line when I get that money? He was like, yeah, sure. And then I started doing comedy, and then it's that thing where you're just clambering for jokes. You just you'll just pick anything up. Going, yeah, oh. yeah. And then I once was doing a mic check. At, can you remember that gig? You because you did one of the first ones, Bread and Roses, get up, stand up. What's that? You so he's in Clapham. Clapham. In fact, you definitely you headlined. Did I? One of the first nights, and like Josh oh, Widdicombe was up like the Comedy Junction. No, it's no. called. It was Bread and Roses. It was run by Josh Burr and Hannah Isherwood, and Kishore Nair was like their mate. Right. How long ago are we talking? Years. Two thousand nine. Two thousand ten. Oh wow! No, I don't and remember. You headlined one of the first ones. I, I was the resident MC. It was in a hang on, yeah, yeah. This is coming back. Yeah, it was like one of the nicest gigs in the world. It was yeah. insane. I remember one of the first ever gigs. Josh was just Josh Whitcomb was just in yeah. the middle somewhere. Joe Wilkinson was trying out new stuff because he was becoming a name. And then you headlined one, one of the, the God, first that nights. Isn't the right order? <laughs> no, but it, it works. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah, there's only one wow. person that died at that gig. Um, and he did it twice. As well. And like, he's really good. Yeah, I was in a sound check there. And I, it was in the days where I used to just get pissed the whole time. Yeah. I used to drink on stage, drink before, you know. And I was just doing a mic check and I was just doing that. And oh, so yeah. I went, oh, it sounds like a dolphin. I was like, all right. So then I went away and then was like, oh, what else does it sound like? Oh, it sounds like sellotapes. Oh, I could do tape impressions. And that evolved over wow. like You're really joking. a year. But then I didn't really do it for ages. Yeah. I didn't really do it. And then, um, then, I, then I put it in as part of the routine. That is like a staple yeah. Go to. You do that staples my, as well. No, I don't do staples. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. Staple gun, though. Um, 
like because obviously you did the, your, those set pieces on your last tour so obviously you're now writing a new yeah, right, thing amazing, but yeah. I bet you get people wanting you to do them right yeah so I when I go on tour so that, those, those those bits were put in years ago mm. they're in like a show from three years ago Low Griffith uh, what was it called Great Grimsby's Big Turn On oh, yeah. um, and when I when I do my tour, I usually put the show in the second half, and I'll go out and do twenty twenty five minutes ah. of, and I'll just chat and almost compare the gig. That's brilliant because, because that's what I do. That, so that's what I do. I like. I see. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, because I like writing jokes. I love writing jokes and writing stuff in, but I'm just a fat bubbly idiot, aren't I? You know what I mean, you're I'm good just, at banter. I right? just yeah. chat. Like you're really them. good. I'm not really good at it, but it's all I've got. Really, the, the, the jokes are almost like, you know, you see comedians and they're, they're shoehorning banter in or like shoehorning interaction, and I'm very much the opposite way. I am shoehorning a joke in for the duration of an hour. So People I'll go and chat like that, though, because it makes it an individual show for yeah, it, doesn't it? Yeah. Does that mean so? It's just. But I just found like I remember getting a review saying he hasn't found his voice yet, and I was literally going. What is it? Thinking, do I need to do posher, like more working class? I didn't really get what you meant. Yeah. And then I think in the last year, only really in the last year and a half, and actually it was from being on tour with Jack mm. that made me go, oh, I think this is my, I think this is my voice. Mm. I think this is my voice. And then everything is, you know, part of it. The tape impressions, cathedral stuff, you know. But they are, you know, no matter how long I've been going, they'll still keep doing them because they're, they're not the same any two nights. Yeah, they're yeah. Always different. Mm. They just they they took a while to develop, and the the the, extra, the the cathedral thing happened. I was in Exeter, and I was on with I think it was myself, Joel Dommer, and Adam Bloom, and I was comparing, and I just said how much I loved the cathedral because I used to sing at Exeter Cathedral four years. I was a, I studied music at in, in the university there, mm. and then they were like, "What's so nice about it?" And I re, re, did like three or four facts about Exeter Cathedral, and they went, "Can you do it with any cathedrals?" I was like, "I think quite a few," and they went, "What about?" Litchfield. Yeah. I was like, I think he's got the darkest stone. <laughs> what about Truro? It's like most westerly. And then like, what about Liverpool? I was like, oh, it's actually the largest. And I was like, this is weird, isn't it? You come to That's see great. comedy and essentially you're getting, you know, and that is a little funny. fat David Starkey. Um, <laughs> but without his uh, right-wing views. And then Adam Bloom was like, that is funny. Mm. He's like, turn that into a routine. And it took me a year before I actually sat down and did something with it. Yeah. Because I was like, that can't be funny. And then I saw Adam and And also, like, when you're writing an hour, that <laughs> feels time. That feels that's time, like yeah. Gold. Come on, there are 56 cathedrals. <laughs> if we spend a minute on each, that is the hour done. So I am. I, I think I always have been a fat, bubbly fool. I mean, you're archetypal clown. I'll just do anything to make people laugh. Yeah. Um... And I think when I first started, I was like, I, I think it's knee jerk, and I'm sure you'll know from speaking to people, you try and shock people. I think that's the mm. the go to, like as a yeah. comedian, like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be dark, I'm gonna be edgy, just get any reaction. And I just didn't suit it because mm. I'm this same chubby clown. Yeah, when I started, I was trying to be like uh, Noel Fielding, so because yeah. I love Noel Fielding. And I was trying to do like to perform it like this, but my jokes were thinkers, and I wasn't giving anyone enough time to think about what the punchline is. But before I moved on to the next yeah. bit, so it just didn't match at all. I used to come on stage in a pink polo top and grey cardigan, <laughs> blue jeans, and some Asics on a Super Tiger trainers. So already you're going, oh, quite colourful, yeah, and a little bubbly fat man. I wasn't. I was often clean shaven or close to clean shaven 
my first joke used to be, um, hi there, my name is Lloyd Griffith. Uh, I'm from Grimsby. Uh, Grimsby is famous for two things, uh, fishing and Ian Huntley. So um, if you need your kids filleting, give me a shout. <laughs> And it was so dark. And I just don't know why I thought, oh, that's my... But you just you just grab anything. You just that's grab sad. anything. But yeah, that is, a fun, that is funny. But, like, um, I think when you start, because you don't know if you're funny or not, any reaction from the audience is a win. Yeah. So, like, I think some people do do dark stuff to start yeah. with just so they feel like there's something coming back. It was awful. But, I mean, that is a funny joke. Technically, it's a very good joke. Maybe mean? later on in the set. Maybe later on the set, but also like not for me. If you need your kids, <laughs> if you need your kids, then give me a shout. I remember, I remember doing that joke at the Tabard in Chiswick, not in the theatre, in the the pub, run by um, the late Sonna Jarman. She oh. used to do uh, a gig. I think it was on a Tuesday or a Thursday. I think I did it. And I begged her to like go on, and she was like, "Okay, yeah, will you bring an audience?" I was like, "Yeah," because I work around the corner. And uh, I did it that one night, and it got it was fine. But I remember going back about a year ago. I think it was the first time I doubled, mm. and but like doubling open spots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wasn't, yeah, yeah. and I just uh, yeah, I went on stage and and did that joke. As I was like, oh, hi there, Griffith, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so if you need to get to the thing, give me a shout. And a woman on the front row went, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> And the set went pretty much downhill from there. Oh, but, and this is what I wanted, because I wrote some notes. Mm. There's, a, there's a joke, and again, I spoke to Sean about it this week, because we were talking about our like first jokes. When yeah, we, um, Sean Walsh, just in case we, no one's mentioned. Oh, yeah, sorry, Sean Walsh. Mm. And um, I used to have this joke, and I could only do it for nine months of the year. Oh, really? <laughs> and Rob Beckett was like you really to stop doing that joke but it was a comfort blanket and he used to work he used to work I used to, it was um, I could do it from <laughs> I could do it from August through to about March um, but then the rest of the year I couldn't do it because right. it, it, it was timely <laughs> so I'd come on stage I mean honestly August to December would work a treat January to February they're going eh. March, April they're going what? <laughs> So I'd go on stage, it was my opening joke, and I'd say, oh, hello there, my name's Lloyd Griffith. So I apologise if I seem a little bit hungover. And like, can I say, I only dropped this about three years ago, <laughs> three or four years ago. So for like two or three years, I was doing this. Hello, Lloyd Griffith, uh, sorry if I seem a little bit hungover, uh, basically I am. Um, I'll put a bit more energy yeah. into it, which is weird, which is mean, you know. Yeah, yeah, and it's awkward doing this one-to-one. It's oh, a, yeah. It's a weird idea for a podcast. Yeah. Because you're under pressure also to get the joke straight away. Exactly, yeah, yeah, you are, yeah. Yeah, because I get, yeah, there's lots of awkwardness. So I said, um, a little bit, sorry if I seem a little bit hungover, I am basically, um, I, I, I've been back home for the first time in ages, and uh, me and my girlfriend, I say me and my girlfriend, me, my girlfriend got some good news, end of August, so we've been back celebrating, a lot of boozing, a lot of drinking, do you know what I mean, hey, son, do you know growing up now, kids, next steps and all that lot. Obviously, she's not allowed to drink, so it's been me that's been drinking for two uh, and so I'm hungover but uh, gorgeous news and you're one of the first crowds that I've told this to um, end of August my girlfriend she um, she got her GCSE results um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think that's good again but when I thought of it and I thought of it on the day of uh, it, was, it was like the 23rd of August when I thought of it yeah. on the way to there was a gig remember that gig I then 
uh, it was called the therapy rooms. That I did. That was that was my first pay twenty. Yeah, how long and ago I, was that gig? Because I'm oh, that was got to be four or five years ago. Yeah, to, uh, maybe 2011, 12. Yeah, and um, I that was my first paid twenty. David Whitney opened, Tony Law closed. Oh yeah, and then there was a local bloke that compared it with Bald Ed, who sadly has passed away. Oh, um, oh God, it's really I know. Yeah, sad sorry. Basically, don't gig with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And uh, he, uh, it was my first 20, but I only had about 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was clambering for material, like you always are. And mm. everyone is, do you know what I mean? And uh, I remember seeing all these school kids out, and then David Whitney going, oh, I think it was GCSEs today. And I was like, and I just wrote that joke, yeah. my opening joke, and it was the funniest line in the whole set. And I was like, right, I've got it's to keep great, that. man, because it's such a build-up, but the payoff is yeah. is so strong that it's, it's a bit worth, of a, it's a, like, the I longer think, the build-up, the better yeah. almost. And then I did it, it was the strongest thing. And then I like had a little topper, then I built a topper. So I'm just, mm. Obviously, I'm joking, like, you're laughing. I was like, this lady's like absolutely distraught. I was like, that is a joke, I'm a comedian. Um, now, she actually got a mox, uh, and we've got another year to go. Um, and then she then <laughs> laughed. And I was like, oh, you're laughing now, are you? 16, you're disgusting. 15, absolutely fine. Welcome to, insert name of town where you are there. Yeah. Um, and then. Yeah, that that but I had that for years. I'm just trying to think how that you could make that work all year round, but that's so funny. I've never known. Then, I've never then, known the joke that you can only do nine months a but year. Then I used to get like really petrified, and I, I like from May to August, and I used to like, have to Google yeah. like the weirdest, like most organised paedophile in the world. <laughs> when did GCSEs come out <laughs> uh, this year? And then as soon as that day happened, then it was usually in Edinburgh. I'd be like, right, we're back in again. Could We've you not another... just change it to her mocks or any exams? I suppose it has to be a big event, isn't it? was like a known... I so, I, you know, that's great. So, yeah. so, when, so you were supporting Rob on tour, were you, when he said to you, you should drop yeah, it? Yeah, there were two jokes I used to open with. Mm. But they were absolute bankers. Like, yeah. they would go down an absolute tree. And was that just because it was the date-wise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, and then it was actually. Do you know what? Then there was, what I love about that is the in to the joke is such a natural in from yeah. you just going. Sorry, I feel a bit, a bit ropey today. I've been celebrating. I like a start like that, so it's not a yeah. cold opening. No, it's not. It was it's really you know, nice. Kind of, oh, you know, he drinks. We all drink. I mean, it's, mm. it's relatable. And then I had another one about um, me losing my virginity to my au pair when I was fifteen years old. Um, Thomas, his name was. Um, and then Rob was like, yeah, I mean, you've just got to get rid of that. Yeah. Not because not of any date, just because it's fucking bad. Yeah. But again, it was a banker. It used to work. And um, But being on tour with Rob helped me write um, more material because he was churning out new stuff. And I was yeah. doing the same 20 for about three years, four years. But I just wanted to get established and go, right, yeah. so here's my stall out. Then mm. I can go away and, and, and write stuff. Yeah, it, was, it was funny how... It made me go, oh god, for five months, four months a year. That's like, really yeah, funny because you do rely on that opening joke so much. Yeah, when you start. and do you know what's really funny as well? And it, it is, it is a case of me not being lazy, but just being scared of, uh, of 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 losing stuff. I went through a period. So I'm about seventeen, seventeen and a half stone at the moment. But I do. There's been like two or three periods whilst doing comedy where I've lost a bit of weight. And one of them, I lost quite a lot of weight. And again, I was on tour with Rob. To the point where the fat jokes didn't work anymore. Oh yeah. But I was still doing them. But at the punchline, just before just before the punchline, I'd breathe out <laughs> to make it work. And Rob would be on the side of the stage, absolutely pissing himself because <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I asked the bloke what I think he thought I did for a living. I said, mate, what do you think I do for a living? He just looks at me, panicked. I went, I don't know. Then I'd breathe out, and then I'd turn to sideways, yeah. sideways. So I, mean, I don't know, mate. <laughs> Darts. Get a laugh. And I go. 
Back to normal. <laughs> You've got to get, get rid of that joke. Right? It's a good That's joke. A, yeah, it's a good joke, mate. When you're fat, but when you're not fat, it doesn't make sense. I'm like, That's oh, so okay. funny. I remember seeing um, I com- hosted a heat of So You Think You're Funny a few years back. There was this guy, and he was funny, but he talked about hates people that go to the gym uh, and hates people that like shower the whole time. And he wore the tightest top, yeah. and he had the biggest muscles in the world. And yeah. you could just see people going, "What?" Yeah, yeah. And you get you, sometimes you get acts moaning about how they're terrible with women, and they're really good-looking guys. Yeah. Whereas I can do that yeah, because yeah. you go, "Oh, he's a little fat idiot." Yeah, I'm ginger. I look a bit odd. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's. I, I think, and also, uh, I think that is. I think the more good-looking you are, male and female, I think the harder you're up against it already. Mm. I think I think yeah. I heard that on a podcast once, and I've gone, "Oh, that is true." Uh, yeah, I mean, I imagine. I imagine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but, but in the old days, comics weren't good looking. I don't think you, 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 I don't know. Tommy Cooper wasn't good looking. Ken Dodd. Mm. Ken Dodd, yeah. I don't think that, Roy uh, Chubby Brown, like not exactly a looker. No, uh, but Ernie and. Uh, What's Morecambe and Wise? Morecambe and Wise, yeah. I think that, that's weird, isn't it? But, but I think the, the, the better looking you are, the more up against it you are. Mm. You've got to go with an angle. Yeah. Um, there's one comedian who I won't name. I think he's the most good looking man in the world. And I introduced him on stage at that gig once in therapy rooms. Yeah. I was like, the next guy is the most good looking man you will ever meet. I absolutely adore him. And he's absolutely hilarious. Please welcome. Blah, 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 blah. And... Um, Afterwards, you went, oh, mate, can you not introduce me as a good-looking? And I was like, why? He went, because they hate me. He <laughs> went, if you introduce me, like, if you can say, oh, like, he's one of the, you know, if, if, yeah. if he's like, oh, he's, he's won this, he's won that, it's fine, mate. But if you introduce me as a good-looking man, I'm already up against it. Yeah. Whereas if you're not good-looking and that's your intro, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I think, actually, who's that? Who's the jazz singer? The old guy, comedian, Earl Oakin. He has a whole intro about being a sex god and sexiest man. In yeah, the industry, yeah, yeah, and he's he's and he's not. He's got sprayed on hair and wears. <laughs> yeah, but I think he believes that though. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that might be true. Yeah. yeah, I think he does believe it. <laughs> that is funny. To say about uh, opening jokes, like how like you used to rely on them so much and not want to change that because if you have good gigs, you don't want to change that key opening. Oh. And but but what's funny is like the jokes I used to open with. Occasionally, I've tried to do them again because I dropped them. Mm. Don't work anymore. Really? And I don't understand. Just I'm hoping it's just the quality of everything else has got so much better than yeah. the opening joke. But my opening joke, and I this is a joke that I I really want to make work because I think the concept is definitely there. I think I just haven't quite worked out how to do it yet. Where um, it was uh, so, so originally it was my dad. Uh, so the burglary rate in my dad's area is quite bad. Um, so he keeps his baseball bat hidden just under his bed. Um, whereas I think he should be more worried about his laptop. Yeah. But yeah, never never gets. Whereas back in the old days, but then you, when you when you're new and not very good, a little laugh is a win. Yeah, yeah. So that would have got a little laugh, and I'd be yeah. like, oh, four people laughed at that one. Great. But, I mean. Yeah, but I still think that idea of keeping your baseball bat under your bed in case someone... It's funny. It's, I mean, but, that, it's... but then I changed it to me. So I said, so, uh, you know, someone broke in the other day. Uh, luckily, I had my baseball bat just under my bed, so they didn't nick that. 
Do you know what I mean? It's something yeah, like yeah, there, yeah, there yeah, is yeah. definitely something there, but I've never managed to get it so it gets a good enough laugh to think, yeah. well, that's in as a back in. But that was my opening joke. That was my. How long for? Four years. Really? Yeah, probably. No, maybe that's probably not. But it was when I when I went when I started doing supporting Sean on tour. Yeah, that was my opener, definitely. And then gradually, I've came out of a better one, so that went down and down. So what else you got, mate? What else you got? Um, so there's one story. Uh, so a lot of this that I've written down is basically about the st- stuff that I can't say. Right. Because of the whole, oh, he's not, you know, like the stuff I do, like the tape stuff, is all inoffensive. Yeah. I can't do offensive or um, edgy. Do you material. swear much on stage? Yeah, a fair bit, yeah, mm. a fair bit. But um, I don't do dark stuff. And even last year's show, last year's show, I would, uh, I, I talked about me splitting up with my ex-girlfriend. And I split up with her like 10 days before The Fringe two years ago. I said it was too soon. It was too soon to do... I couldn't talk about it then because it was too raw. And mm. they say that comedy is tragedy plus time. I was like, and you have to get that... It's getting the right timing. Yeah. It's getting the right... You know, because... And even... I was like... Even, like a world tragedy happens. I was like, and it's obviously awful. I was like, but then there's a given point and then on WhatsApp, in a group thing, you'll get a... You'll get a text from your mate, and it's usually a meme or a joke, and it's like, okay, we can we can joke about it now. I was like, but there's always one bloke that just does it too soon. And you're going, mate. You get a text message. You go, Steve. It is September the twelfth, mate. It is far too soon to be doing jokes about Diana. <laughs> um, but. Obviously, like, we happened to split out the joke, yeah, obviously, yeah, about yeah, yeah. 9-11, but then yeah. Princess Diana died on the yeah. 31st of August. Do you think enough people know that? But again, I don't, I don't yeah. I'm not sure. So I didn't know that. Yeah. It's 2007, 1997, I think. Yeah, was it? I reckon, yeah. I'm okay. topical. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very topical. That's nice, that's nice, because that's but, nice. But I had that going, going, mate, it's September the 12th. Yeah. And I had that going, far too soon, mate. And then um, a friend of mine was like, can you... Can you could you revert like what happened like maybe oh yeah what about that okay yeah Diana um, yes yeah, so I did that and it just again and it might be that people didn't get the reference points or it might have been that yeah. it was just shit do you start it what do you say when it is you're doing it like um, the other day or recently or like just no, after no I don't I don't so you could stamp it because you could it could it could even be that's what I mean it could be just after I know you didn't yeah. have text messages back then did you you would have done, yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that, so, so, of, that probably hasn't even crossed anyone's yeah. mind. But I don't even think I said WhatsApp. I think I said you get a text message. Oh yeah. Maybe I didn't say WhatsApp. Like, you know, I don't know. It's a good misdirection. Back in the day, I was like, you get a text message. Like, whoa, Steve, <laughs> it's September the twelfth, mate. It's like it's far too soon. Yeah, so maybe it. Well, maybe uh, it's funny, isn't it? Because you know you're supposed to leave it a while, but like, it gets to a point where if you did a Diana joke now, it's like. Come on, it's, it's too old a reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's funny, isn't it? Because yeah. I, I wrote one this for this show, but then I I, I, just, I didn't even give it a yeah. thought because I thought you can't talk to Diana. I've jokes. got a um. So I had a I had a thing in last year's show when I was prepping it, and I want to bring it back. And I don't know if it's funny or not, but I go um. Everyone remembers. I like I say, oh, I'm having a good time. I, you know, we'll, we'll remember this. Hopefully, I was like, you always remember. 
you always remember like momentum. Where were you when that happened? I was like, yeah. do you remember when you were when uh, Michael Jackson died? I was like, I. And I'm not even joking. This is genuinely. I was on top of the Empire State Building when I found out that Michael Jackson died. <laughs> I mean, it was last month. I just didn't realize he was dead. Um, yeah, I like that. But I actually was on the Empire State, top of the Empire State Building when I, figured, when yeah. I realized that Michael Jackson died. But then I don't go. Oh, should I go into That's funny. routine? And then I remember a security guard, and again, this is me just talking now. Um, I remember a security guard going, okay, okay. And then said to his other one, Troy, we've got to look out for jumpers. And then I was on top of the Empire State Building going, fuck. Why are they looking for jumpers? Thinking, I'm wearing a cardigan. Yeah, and we are going, fuck, I'm wearing a cardigan. (laughs) What are they on about jumpers? But it was actually people jumping off the Empire State Building. I was like, what? As if. That's good, man. That's two really good jokes. Yeah, so I had that. I, I like own. that idea. I, I like that whole idea of you. Could, that could even keep coming back. Yeah. That whole idea of not well, knowing yeah. when. Yeah. Where? Well, that's really funny. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I can't do um death or topical bits and bobs I even had a thing about I stayed in a hotel in Hull and there'd been a murder there mm. so, so I basically said look I booked this, book this hotel I was going to do a gig in Hull booked this hotel and I booked it months in advance and I got a really cheap deal anyway as I was looking on the day I went to Google the hotel and I figured out why I got a cheap deal because I typed in Hull Ibis and the first thing that popped up wasn't postcode wasn't parking it was Hull Ibis murder <laughs> I was like oh you've got to be kidding me so I clicked on it and it turns out there'd been a murder there horrible story a woman had got stabbed and there were loads of news articles there horror in Hull you know murder in room 232 man on the run I was like shit you know fuck is he still on the run you know does he have a skeleton key um, a little topper got a little chuckle Yeah. and then I talk about going to the hotel and then going oh hi there I'm here for my spa weekend away <laughs> and she didn't have either and then she gave me my room number and it was 233 and I was like oh, fuck the, that happened in 232 like it's next door and I was petrified I genuinely was I turned from a man an independent man to a little child 
and I went to the room and basically I was going down the corridor, it was like, oh, 229, and I realised that what actually they'd done is they'd bastardised the second number to make it, two, to go from 232 to 233. This is a true story, and I was like, yeah. what? So it is the room. What the? And I went downstairs like, oh, hiya. I think you've given me um, the uh, two three uh, three, which I think is actually two three two, which I think is the room. And she's like, what? I was like, I think you give me the room where the murder took place. And she's like, oh yeah, sorry. Do you want me to change it? I was like, yes, one hundred percent. I want you to change it. And uh, and then I do a little thing going, and I act it all out. You know, so the, the lift was at Avord. I presume been some sort of like GBH attack earlier in that day. And then I say, um, look, you know. Hull's the capital of culture, European capital of culture. It's like you need to think outside the box. Do you know what I mean? Go right, crikey! We, people know what room has happened. Is we need to change it. Make it a themed hotel. Make it a themed hotel. Second floor, games room. I mean, oh, this is the Monopoly room. <laughs> this is the Scrabble room. This is the Cluedo room. Do you know I mean, <laughs> and it's not—it's not the greatest joke in the world. But again, because I'm talking about death. Yeah. And something that's not necessarily it has it. People think, oh, just they don't go for it at all. No. And also, it might be the fact that it is also a shit. I then I think it's I, and well, to be honest, I I was so interested in the story. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I was lost in the story. I, I had to call my mum. She put me up on the fifth floor. I had to call my mum. Was like, they just. She was like, my mum was like, they should have turned it into a maintenance room or a linen room. They can't be operating. And I was like, yeah, I know. When you said, uh, I thought of a little joke in there when you said it. When you said about, she said you should change. Do you want me to change it? And then she changes it back to the, the original number. Yeah. I thought it was. Do you want me to change it? Nice. Yeah. Okay, it's now called 232. Happy? Yeah. No. <laughs> and that's not what I meant. You wanted the full experience. Yeah. <laughs> and there was that little line. Like, I go, you know, I, I looked at it and, I, and then it, it was a realization this was the room. And the blood just drained from my face. And. He went onto the floor and, I mean, it just mixed in with all the other blood <laughs> from the murder, which had happened in the room. And that's so, that's true, that's so funny. That's, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, that was, um, I was really... That's just a, that's a really good story. I, I was really, <laughs> it took me in. Yeah. The, the other, other th- I had a um, thing about Gareth Malone as well. Who's what, Gareth Malone? He's the guy that teaches um, people how to sing. Oh, yeah, there's, oh, yeah. And uh, he, uh, it, it just needs work. Okay, what is it? But I, I like the way because I, I think what Gareth Malone's done for choral singers, I'm a big choir oh, boy. Oh yeah, because that's your I'm stuff. A, I'm yeah. A, yeah, and what he's done for choral music or singing in general is amazing, and I'm mm. all for it. And uh, at no point do I want to slag him off, but I just want to. I love the fact that he goes into places like Sainsbury's or like a big, you know, corporation and goes right. I'm going to make a choir here, and usually, and not just stereotype, but I know this from experience. Usually, in that situation, it's the women that are like, "We're up for that." And then the blokes are like, oh, we don't really want to. And then he kind of like forces them. <laughs> and he just like, you know, well, you know come on. And then um, he's just like, oh, not really. Come on. He's like, no, don't really. Don't let them down. Going, oh. So a little bit about that. And uh, and then I had like, look. And I've I think the only way to uh, the only way to like make him realise is I've I've, I've composed a song. You know. That's his. That's his medium. I'm going to say to him, "Look, Gareth, you need to stop doing this." And I did this song where I basically go, um, like, had a song where I sing professionally, mm. professionally. What a wanker! <laughs> where I sing professionally, yeah. <laughs> not like you mere mortals. <laughs> I sing. I made that sound very good. And then the chorus is, "Oh, Gareth, stop making us sing." 
Oh, Gareth, stop making us sing. Oh, Gareth, stop making us sing. Oh, Gareth, stop making, oh, Gareth, stop making, oh, Gareth, stop making us sing. Oh, and I'd basically go all together now. Oh, oh Gareth, stop making us sing. And then go, right, yeah. mate, why, why aren't you singing? Why aren't you singing? Mate, Love she's it. enjoying it. Why aren't you doing it? But it just didn't work. <laughs> didn't work? No, it just didn't work. Are you I, joking? I tried it. And I'm, I've, I've said I'm going to maybe retry it for another show. That, that will... That, but that I'm not sure. Be, there is a way to make that But work. then just like basically be. just getting it. Why aren't you singing, mate? Look at her face. Get back on... Right, can we go back to the chorus? Really? And then like just... Oh, it's on your own, mate. On your own. Do you want this company to... And I'm just like really going into it. And did it. they not... They just didn't really... No, but I'm not sure if it was just because it was in preview state and... But I did, I did it... I what tried it four or five times. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Because there are some people that will be like getting into it and they yeah. go, oh, that is great, well done. I, I laughed... Yeah. ...just at the concept of you going all together. Yeah. Because uh, that, that, that is... That's the joke. That's the joke, yeah. Yeah, But the, the, the only trouble you got there is because people will sing, they're not laughing when they're singing. Yeah. But you don't need. They don't need to. Cause, uh, that that is, is like, funny. That all point. together now. Oh, Gareth, don't make. And then it's like me going. Eh, okay. So I guess stop there. <laughs> you three. Yeah. Absolutely now. What's your fucking problem, mate? Like my new show at the moment is about. Um, and this is onto the next bit, which I've written down. Is um, my new show is about me. Um, I got this. I, I present. I co-host a show on Sky called Soccer AM, which has been going for yeah. years and years and years. And when I got that job, I was over the moon. And then, um, it, but it has been going for years. And I used to watch it, you know, back in the day. And I loved Tim and Helen. And then, what made me so sad was when it got announced. Because when it first got announced, it was like, "Where's Helen going?" And I thought, you know, and then that going on. Oh, Jimmy very much split opinion and they were like right. who's this fat idiot and I was like oh well don't you worry guys because wait till you see me and then on the first three weeks it was just non-stop I'd say for the first three or four oh, weeks really? oh it was awful like uh, there were nice tweets and there were nice messages but I obviously wasn't seeing those mate people are assholes. I was seeing like the worst tweets oh my god and so I was like right I've got to turn this into material so I just uh-huh. basically screen grabbed all the worst ones Yep. put them in an email folder deleted those screen grabs because I'm a very I think I'm a very positive person if anyone yeah. sends me abuse now on, mm. on Twitter I just mute them and mm. then they're just shouting into a well yeah because the like worst that. thing you can do is reply to no, them no I never reply to them, a, oh, them occasionally thing, if yeah. I've had a couple of beers I'll, I'll reply <laughs> but it'll be witty but they're so I mean? angry these people yeah. are so angry yeah it's um yeah, and they they are they are, and this this my new show is about like why why is everyone so angry? Yeah. And I want to get into into it into it, um, and me getting this new show, getting all this abuse, and then looking at the tweets. Like some of the tweets were horrific, and it was almost. And I spoke to Spencer Jones about this because uh, I was spent a bit of time with him up in Edinburgh, and he was like, it was almost like, and sorry to, for, it was like bingo. Sorry for dropping the C bomb there. Is that allowed? Yeah, okay. Uh, just bleep it out, please, Joel. But they basically compare the the debate. The, they go. The worst one was a bloke, and he said, "I'd rather send my children on holiday with the McCanns than watch this fat lump on TV for the next ninety minutes." And I looked at that, and I just thought, "That is insane." Mm. The fact that someone has gone. They've watched a little fat man on a light entertainment program yeah. and gone, I'd rather put my kids in danger than watch him. 
And I, 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 I'd, I'd never think that. I'd never think that. And if I thought it, I'd never vocalise it to anyone that I was sat in the same room with. Mm. Even worse than that, I wouldn't go on a public platform and tweet about it so that people can see it. Yeah. But then as I looked at it, I was like, it was so much stuff was going through my head going, but mate, they're probably the safest family to go on holiday with now. They are now, yeah. Because that's not going to happen again. If anything, you know, they'll never have tapas again. That's so I mean, they're, they're, they're getting delivery. Wherever they go, they're getting it delivered. They're staying in, mate. Because that's are. not happening again. So thank you all for listening. Uh, I'm so glad you're enjoying it. Um, Please uh, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to it on. It really helps us because it'll just encourage other people to start listening. Uh, tell tell fr- what they say, Joel. Tell ten friends. Yeah, if you've got ten friends, tell tell ten friends, and then now tell ten friends. Hopefully, they're different friends to the. Because if you're in the same friends group, they're just going to get annoyed that everyone keeps telling them yeah. about the podcast. They're like, oh, I'm not going to bother with it. Uh, make new friends. Make new friends. And just, you can just add, and, and you can just add them on Facebook. You don't even need to know them. Yeah, you, yeah. Can you do that? You can. It's not allowed. I do. I, I, I imagine you can. <laughs> <laughs> and rate and review on iTunes because we want to get up the old charts because that's how more people hear about the podcast. And then the more people that listen, the more ones we'll make. That's what people do. They always threaten that they threaten it's going to go. They it never will go. It's never going to go. Yeah. But they threaten it's, it's like speed. Go. Yeah, if this podcast gets below 50,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. listeners, it's gone. It's going to blow up. <laughs> oh, but we want it to blow up. <laughs> yeah, it's confusing, Sorry, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. Laughing, laughing. It's much better. <laughs> <laughs> we felt a partridge. That's so partridge. <laughs> <laughs> laughing, laughter, laughs. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.